Hello and welcome to the Your Gym Big Sister podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this. How are we all doing today? Oh my god, what is it like January 20th? Guys, how is January nearly over? Does anybody else feel like the month has just gone? so fast um and I also I feel like I'm so behind because I was obviously away and stuff like that I feel like I didn't start January until the 12th of January <laughs> so I'm like oh my god no how's the month almost done, almost done and I always feel like there's just so much pressure on January like oh my god you have to fucking change your life but even just talking to a load of clients the last week or two like January's miserable isn't it guys <laughs> like it's so tough because Christmas is over like all that fun is done but it's also still really dark and miserable and kind of gross and summer still feels like a really, really long time away. Um, I mean, like the days are getting a bit longer, which is nice, although the weather in Canada is like significantly worse in January than it was in December. Um, It's been like minus 14 degrees some days, snowing. It hasn't snowed too badly. Like there's been a few days of snow, like poor Shane had to shovel the driveway a couple of times because I obviously don't do that because I'm a girl. Um, <laughs> I have had one slip and fall on the ice too, which was, uh, oh, it's always humbling when that happens. And I was by myself too. So you just kind of have to get up and like keep walking and hope that nobody saw. Um, But yeah, it was definitely a bit of a, a slap to the face coming back to that cold after being in Tulum for a week. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's nice being back. It's nice being home. Uh, I was about to say it's, it's been nice to have a just nice normal week, but actually that definitely hasn't panned out. So first of all, once again, <laughs> I am late with this podcast. Okay. It's, it's obviously Saturday and I'm recording this and, you know, normally I try and record and normally I try and record on Thursdays. Um, so I can post it for Friday, but then at least I try and record on a Friday. Um, so I planned to record this yesterday, but guys, I've had. I've had a bit of a week, okay? I've had a bit of a week. Um, so obviously I started my diet, which has been going really, really like well. You know, I can't really um, speak too much on that because I'm still only a weekend. But I'll kind of quickly run through like what I'm doing with with the diet and the sort of initial setup um, just in case people are interested and want to know. Um, so obviously I came back from Tulum, I was like 173.6 pounds and now this morning I was 168.6. So it's like five pounds off. Now I will say I dropped like 3.6 pounds in the first night. <laughs> um, so it's been a little bit slower to drop over the last few days, but there are many reasons why, which uh, I'll get into in a second, but just in terms of like my starting sort of like protocols, calories. So a little bit more on the aggressive side I suppose obviously with the idea being to kind of get this done as quickly as you can but um I think I'm on like 17-ish hundred calories on a training day like 15 50-ish calories on a rest day cardio and up to five days at 30 minutes which I'm now doing completely fasted in the morning because I do take growth hormone growth hormone is um when you take it especially as a female it's a sexually dimorphic drug which means it affects females a little bit different to males and for females it's actually better for liberating free fatty acids and being used kind of as a lipolytic so a kind of a fat burner um don't take growth hormone by the way obviously i'm an assisted athlete just i just need to like fucking put that out there do not listen to this and be like oh my god i'm dieting for summer i'm gonna take growth hormone don't fucking do that um but if you do want to take it and get the benefits from it, it must be used in a completely fasted state. If you have any sort of an insulogenic response, which happens if you take in any sort of calorie or even a sweetener because your brain thinks that it's um, like real. So it will produce a little bit of insulin in response to that. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not me saying there's anything wrong with sweeteners. But 
I can't have anything before I take the growth hormone. So I basically have to have black coffee, just straight up black coffee. And guys, if anybody has followed me on Instagram for a while, knows I love my morning coconut vanilla latte and I haven't been able to have that, um, which is a little bit sad, but I'm trying to lean into like the asceticism. I think that's the word. Um, basically where you cut out every, everything fun. Um, so yeah, wake up, smash my black coffee, obviously drink a lot of water, take my supplements. Um, and then on the bike for like 30 minutes. And I do like my reading then, which actually has been going well. And then because I decided, you know what? I'm going to fucking be a little bit of a, I'm going to be, I'm going to be Dave Goggins, basically. Um, I'm having a cold shower after I do my cardio, which I fucking hate. I hate. Okay. I don't even like when showers are like lukewarm. I like them to be hot. Obviously, like most girls, we like it to be like hotter than the fiery pits of hell. So get in the cold shower, like every morning I'm like, I don't want to do this. But if anybody listened to David Goggins on the Huberman podcast recently, that episode, they were talking about this area of the brain called the anterior mid-cingulate cortex, which is supposed to be sort of thought of like the seat of willpower. So if it's bigger, you're somebody who has more willpower. And one of the best ways to, or something that has been correlated with it being bigger is forcing yourself to do things that you don't enjoy and don't want to do. So every morning when I'm like, maybe I'll just have a hot shower. I'm like, no, you want to grow that mid anterior mid cortex, bitch, get in the cold shower. Um, so yeah, it's not been fun. I hate it. I literally just hop in. It's like the quickest shower ever. I'm like, just how quickly can I wash my body? But you know, it's, there's, there's something, there's something good about it. I suppose waking up and just doing it straight away. Also like, it's, it's been nice for my routine, I guess. Um, because I was always kind of in the habit of, you know, I'd wake up, do my reading. It'd be like an hour or so and then like start work and um, which I enjoyed that too but this is just kind of a bit more of a an efficient start to the day I suppose um so yeah I've been enjoying it I don't obviously don't do my cardio every single morning so this morning I didn't have to do it and it was actually I, I almost appreciated it more like just being able to like sit and read and like sip sip my delicious black double espresso <laughs> it's actually disgusting um I'm still not liking it um so five thirty minute cardio sessions 12,000 steps a day, which I actually will say that's probably the hardest part of this diet because, because of the fucking weather. Like I have to go out and do like at least two walks a day in the ice and the snow, um, which it's not the most fun thing ever, but I will do it. All right. Um, and yeah, first couple of days are all fine. Like I said, I mean, to be fair, I actually do already feel like a good bit leaner, even like Shane was like, you look way leaner, um, which is nice. I mean, I would hope so. I know there's no doubt in my mind that I'm in like a really big deficit. Like I've taken off at least like 1300 calories from what I was eating before because before like I was technically like if you looked on my fitness pal like a thousand calories over but there was a lot of stuff in there that I wasn't tracking like more veggies, like way more sauces, like like I said, like my coffee in the morning, which I would say was like maybe like 100 to 150 calories, but I would always just have it and keep it consistent. But I just said, and I could have kept having it, you know, now at the moment, but I said, no, do you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to go fucking hard. Why not? Um, First couple of days I was starving. Oh my God. I was really hungry. And I was really like, what the fuck? Because I'm not, I generally don't get that hungry on a diet, but I kind of knew it was probably just psychological because I knew how, how sort of hard and aggressive the diet was. I mean, I say hard and aggressive, like 1700 calories isn't crazy, but th- I've never started a diet at this. I always start diets at like 2000 calories minimum. Um, so, you know, I was a bit like, oh, okay. Um, but that's definitely died off over the last couple of days. Um, I'm still hungry. Don't get me wrong, but it's much more manageable. Um, and yeah, that's just like the psychological. And I say, say that to people when they start a diet, like you will feel hungry at the start purely because you know you're eating less. And after a few days that will drop drop off. And if you make a change, so say if my calories got taken down again, which I'm really hoping that they don't, um, jokes, I'll do what I have to do. Um, 
you will feel hungry then for a few days after that. But yeah, in terms of like the scale weight, I want to talk about like why I think that's sort of not, I mean, it dropped pretty quickly and then sort of maintained. A um, couple of reasons for that. One was reintroduction of growth hormone. So growth hormone um, as a compound is going to cause a little bit of water retention. Okay. And I always notice, so say over Christmas, um, obviously when I was home, like I don't bring my fucking, I'm not going to bring growth hormone home with me, mostly because you have to keep it in the fridge and my mom doesn't know I take drugs. Um, jokes. <laughs> but well, that's not, not jokes, but that is why. But also it's just like an effort. Um, you know, to be doing that. So I just stopped taking it. Um, and there was a few holidays and stuff where like, obviously if you're traveling, I it, I can't bring it with me because fridge. Um, and so I always would notice like my weight would either like maintain or drop, even though I would be like eating more. Um, so I do think my kind of body is quite sensitive to the water retention from growth hormone. Like I don't see it or anything like that, but I do think it's a thing. So that's why I think my body weight kind of kept a bit more static over the week. And then also um, I was eating a lot more fiber. So while I was in Mexico, Yes, I was probably eating more calories because, you know, I was eating a lot of tacos, like, you know, I was eating meals out and stuff like that. But my actual meals were a lot less consistent in terms of like the amount of fruit and veg. Like there were some days I ate fuck all vegetables. Um, and so now obviously I'm back eating consistently, consistent amounts of fiber. Um, and so that's going to take up a little bit more space in my digestive system. That could be impacting things. <clears throat> so yeah, just little things like that. But then also the last couple of days, I know exactly why my body weight fucking went, went up again. And that is because I've had the back end of a bit of a week from hell <laughs> not a week from hell that's actually so over dramatic which wouldn't be me but anyway I'm gonna start with Wednesday okay so Wednesday morning I wake up okay I need to get my bloods done I have to get a few little follow-up panels taken just for um my doctor and I am somebody I've never had issues with getting bloods done now do I love them no I don't love having my blood done I just look away simple and also I have a really big vein on my right arm which always like they get it straight away straight away never had an issue well this morning the woman had issues okay my veins they just weren't they weren't cooperating she had to put the needle in my right arm four times and it wouldn't work and then she was like I don't know what's going on like your veins they're rolling which means like they just kind of as soon as you put the needle in they like move away and then she thought that one collapsed which isn't a big deal she was like don't worry that's like it sounds really bad it's nothing so she then tried the other arm like two or three times and at this point, I'm like, oh my good God, please stop. Like, what is going on? And she was like, I have no idea. Because she's done my blows before. And she was like, I don't understand because you're usually fine. Um, and I was like, please. Oh my God. So then she was like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want me to try again? Or do you want us to reschedule? And I was like, oh. And at this point, right, I can feel myself starting to go. Like, I could feel that I was about to faint. And I was like, oh my God, this could be so embarrassing. Um, luckily, like the woman, she's like, she's in my house, in my kitchen and stuff. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I could feel like I was just like sitting on the on on the stool at my kind of uh, kitchen island, and like you know, if, if you've ever fainted, you kind of know what it's like. It's like the world just starts to sort of like melt away, and I could feel it happening. And I was like, oh my god! So I was just trying to like breathe deeply, and I was like, yeah, I just don't feel very good. So maybe if we could do it at a later date. And I could see she was like, oh shit, this girl's about to go. Now, luckily, I didn't actually faint. Like I was able to sort of like deep breathe and save myself but that was oh it was the most horrific way to start my morning like I just felt horrible for the rest of the day I ended up having to go and just like lie down for an hour and it was a Wednesday so it was a check-in day so I felt really behind it just wasn't a vibe at all so that wasn't fun and then Wednesday night I was really struggling I was trying to fall asleep but I kept getting this really so for the last week I've been having like you know, a bit of jaw tension. I'm the kind of person that when I get stressed, I do get like a tense jaw. Um, so anyway, Wednesday night, I'm trying to go to sleep and I just keep getting this really horrific pain in my jaw. Like, it's like, not like a toothache where it's like constant throbbing. It was more so like a little bit of discomfort, but then every so often it would like 
like it was like a wave and it would get really really intense to the point that I'd be like shaking trying to get rid of it I could not sleep so Wednesday night I think I ended up getting like five hours five and a half hours sleep but it felt like less it was not fun and then Thursday night that was when it was really really bad so even from Thursday afternoon it was like horrifically bad jaw pain nothing was working I was taking like um Tylenol I was taking Advil I was putting ice in my face I was heating it and I was like is this like a tooth thing but I knew it wasn't a tooth thing because like I know what toothaches feel like and this wasn't it so anyway then Thursday night like trying to fall asleep I could not like every single like every two or three minutes it would just get really really bad again and I was like crying I was like like fully lying on the floor crying I was like what is going on I, I was like do I have like a fucking brain tumor like I swear to god because it was like up my jaw going up the side of my face it was horrific. I've never experienced anything like this. And the worst thing was nothing was making it better. Um, eventually I had like ice. I had like a packet of frozen blueberries on my face, which kind of helped a little bit. But I ended up just staying awake until three o'clock in the morning. Like I actually stayed up watching Netflix because that was the only thing that would like, I had to keep my mind occupied. Like obviously the problem with being in bed is you're not thinking about anything. And all you can feel is your fucking face like getting sore and sore and sore so anyway stayed up to 3 a.m eventually fell asleep got like three hours of sleep woke up and was like this isn't good so went to the doctor so I was like I need help because I knew I didn't need a dentist I, I know what a toothache is I was like I need a doctor or somebody to help me during the night I had actually like con like filled in like different contact forms for like different like physios dentists and stuff just so that hopefully somebody would get back to me but I was like right I'm just gonna go to the doctor as soon as I can so I went to the doctor and no offense this doctor was so fucking unhelpful she like put her hands on my jaw got me to open my mouth and was like it's not TMJ because your jaw isn't clicking and I was like okay so then she goes oh it's this thing I think it's this thing called something neuralgia like triggered something something anyway which is like a nerve pain okay and she was just like okay here's just like a prescription for medication take it for a few weeks and if it's still there then you can probably come back for some follow-up tests um and I was like okay and she didn't really say much about like the thing she was like you can look it up so I go outside to the car and I look it up right it's this like fucking really horrific condition that they don't know why it happens they don't know how to stop it and it can, can apparently like be really debilitating and like really affect the quality of your life to the point that you can't do normal things and it was like oh it can cause depression cause weight loss and I was like <laughs> what i'm sorry you've just diagnosed me with this fucking horrific thing and um, just giving me some gaba inhibitors and told me to fucking go on my merry way but i was reading the symptoms and i was like this is not what i have i know this is what i have because this was like described as these really sharp shooting pains which is not what i was experiencing it was more like discomfort that was coming in waves and getting worse so i was like i don't believe this doctor like and look this is the problem with modern medicine and I'm not saying I don't I'm not like against modern medicine but you know she was talking to me for two minutes two minutes and then just gave me these things and they're just so happy to just give out whatever medication they think is going to help so luckily one of the physios who like specialized in TMJ was like I have a cancellation today at one do you want to come in I was like yes please so anyway telling her about it and she was like no that's definite like you don't definitely don't have that um, thing that they told you you have um, and she was like do not take those medications like don't do that um anyway turns out as it turns out so this was all happening on like the left side was worse. The right side of my jaw is like locked. So it like won't open and close properly. And so that's like the left side is then compensating. So like my, when I open it, cause she was like watching me open my mouth and she was like, yeah, it, it like opens and like shifts to the side. Um, which like I kind of knew, like, look, like I said, when I get stressed, my fucking jaw gets quite tense. I don't like grind my teeth, but I just kind of lock my jaw and I clench it a lot. Um, and I've just been 
I mean, I've been a little bit stressed in the last while, one, just like mentally, but then also, you know, immediately putting my body into this like quite big deficit. That's probably like physical stress too. So kind of taking all that into account. So basically she was like massaging. She was like, first of all, like, well, not, she was like looking at my traps, looking at my neck. And then she was like massaging inside of my mouth, like the muscles inside my mouth. So fucking sore. All like the masseters, the muscles all like up around my teeth. And she was like, yeah, like these are like really fucking tense. Like you've been, you've been, you've been working hard at these. Um, so she managed to like do some, do some work basically like on my mouth, on my jaw. She was like helping to kind of like, um, push my jaw down on the right side to help it kind of encourage it to open. She gave me some exercises to do. Um, and I fell asleep last night and I had, a fine sleep so yeah she fucking saved me i was literally like oh my god like who would have thought so i do think what i'm gonna do is probably get botox in my masseters because when i was talking about it, my stories a lot of people have suggested that and she said that probably will be a good idea and um, that will just help me not clench it but then she gave me some exercises to do i have to go back to her a few times just so that she can do like the stuff inside my mouth um but yeah i'm delighted it's still like a tiny bit uncomfortable on the left side but it's nothing it's not that crescendo of pain that was keeping me awake so i'm honestly so happy because Oh, yesterday I was like, what do I do? Like, obviously you always appreciate feeling good, but when you feel bad, you really, really, really kind of are like, oh my God, I take it for granted that most days I just wake up and I'm fine or I can go to bed and I'm fine. Um, obviously I had to miss my training yesterday. I woke up and was like, maybe I could go and train legs. And Christian was like, don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> don't go and train legs. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably why my body weight was kind of holding during the week. Like obviously there was the first night that I had really shitty sleep. My weight went up like a pound or two, but that always happens to me. Um, and then taking painkillers, all that sort of stuff. So I think today I dropped down to a new low of 168.6. So that's been a good week, but that has been my week. Okay. So that's why I didn't record my podcast yesterday. One, I was fucking running around to the doctor, to the physio, but then also I had three hours sleep and I was like, I'm not going to record a good podcast if I'm running on three hours sleep. And I know that my amazing, amazing podcast listeners would appreciate that. But yeah, after me saying last week, I'm going to be so consistent now and I'm never going to have late episodes. I did, but obviously I didn't envision that I was going to think that I was dying (laughs) by Friday morning. So we're here. We're here. I'm alive. Let's fucking go. All right. So that's obviously all the, the bad shit that's happened this week. Um, yeah, it would seem that the universe just doesn't want me to have a normal week because I came home from Tulum and I was like, I can't wait to just have a normal, consistent, productive week. And obviously I didn't have a very productive week, like Thursday and Friday. I didn't really do a whole lot because I was just, well, yesterday, by the time I got home from the physio, I just went for a nap because I was like, well, if I can sleep now, I'm going to try and sleep. Um, Obviously work was good. I still got some stuff done. It hasn't been a total write-off, but let's keep our fingers crossed that that was the last, that's the last of it. Okay. Uh, aside from that though, um it's not all doom and gloom there's been some positive stuff um in case you didn't see on my instagram i had quite a cool announcement that i am now um sponsored by limitless flow posing so anybody who's been following me for a while i was i've been working with sanaya um sanaya and limitless flow posing for like what since my 2022 season she's been my posing coach and yeah she asked me to come on board and be one of the sponsored athletes and to work with the brand which i'm so excited for because i love the team um i love it i love the brand i love the website and yeah i will basically be kind of documenting my off season and probably my prep as well next year on the site um we you can go and see like read my logs it's gonna be like weekly doing all my check-ins um talking through exactly what's going on with me um 
um, and what I'm getting up to. We're also going to be working on other stuff for the site um, to help people who are getting into competing, getting into bodybuilding and want to learn not just by posing, but like about the sport and understanding it. Um, it's a lovely little community as well, you know, because especially like, look, competing, it's, it's a niche fucking thing. It's a niche sport. And you might be in a place where there's nobody else around you who does it. And so that's like a nice little community forum where you can go and everybody's really nice on there and supportive and you can like post your own progress and there's lots of educational stuff and yeah I'm just super excited I cannot wait so that's been a really really nice um opportunity and I'm very excited for this year and uh to kind of work with the team and see what we can do okay um but today geez 20 minutes I've been going oh my god lads I'm so sorry um this is gonna be a long episode I imagine I'll try. I'll try not to keep it too, too long, but that's 20 minutes of me talking shit about myself. So I hope you all enjoyed that. But I just had to tell you guys what the fuck's been going on at me. Um, here's to good health, please, in 2024. Um, but today we are talking about photo shoots because this is something I get asked about a lot. I've coached a lot of girls through photo shoots. I think this year I have like 11 girls already have their photo shoots booked. Um, I've done quite a few shoots myself as well. And I thought it'd be just nice to chat a bit about like photo shoot preps, why you might want to do one, what the process is like, and answer some questions I've gotten about photo shoots as well. Um, just because, you know, I think like there's a lot of people doing shoots these days and a lot of people don't even know like what the process is or what's involved. So I want to give you all, all the juicy details. All right. Um, and because I love you and you're one of my podcast listeners. If you do stick around to the end, which I know you're gonna, obviously, <laughs> I've got a little present. I've got a little present for you that I'm going to be offering to my my loyal podcast fam. All right. All right. Okay. So before we do get into it, of course, as always, if you do like the podcast, you like what I have to say, you think that my shit talking is somewhat entertaining, if not valuable, I would hope. Um, please don't forget to rate the podcast, five stars only. Give it a little review. Tell me that you love me. Follow me on Instagram and share the podcast. My Instagram's at emma.curvin. Share it, tag me so that I can th- thank you personally and give you a little virtual hug. Okay, so let's get into it. So the first question that you might be asking is like, why would I even want to do a fitness photo shoot? Like, isn't that just for fitness models? Isn't that just for people who fucking work for Nike? No. Um, it does seem like these days, every time I go on Instagram, I'm seeing another person posting their photo shoot photos. And I'm mean, like, yes, bitch, you look amazing. But it's becoming more and more popular. And sometimes it feels like if someone even shows any sort of interest in the gym these days, it's like, are you going to do a prep? Are you going to do a photo shoot? And I definitely don't think that should be the case. All right. Um, you know, a photo shoot prep is not for everybody. Um, but I just want to do caveat at this point, right? When I'm talking about photo shoots, I mean prepping and dieting for a photo shoot, okay? And like getting really, really lean. Obviously, you can do a photo shoot whenever the fuck you want, all right? And I'm not here to say that you can't. I'm not here to say that you must get shredded if you're going to do a photo shoot. Of course, you don't need to, you know. But what I'm talking about today is prepping, you know, the challenges of a prep, you know, traditional fit- fitness photo shoot. Like, again, I'm not saying that unless you diet and get shredded, you're not worthy of doing a shoot. Like I know loads of girls doing shoots in their off seasons. They look fucking amazing. It's definitely something I would love to do as well, but that's not what I'm talking about today. All right. Like technically you don't need to prep for a shoot. You can just book one. You can just show up. But I did just want to say that and put that out there. Like I'm not saying you need to, but that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, but look, I think it's great to see people you know, going after their goals, setting big goals within their fitness journey. But 
always we need to make sure that if you're pursuing a goal it makes sense for you it's the right goal for you and I don't definitely don't think you should be like doing a photo shoot just because you you know you think you should or there's a few people in your gym who've done one or you have a coach and they're like hey you should do a photo shoot I just want to say this right I've never once told one of my clients you should do a photo shoot not once okay even if I think somebody would would do great the goal must come from them if I'm forcing somebody to do it I don't think that they're going to get on very well. All right. Um, and like, if you have a coach who's like nagging you to do a photo shoot, uh, that kind of is a bit of a red flag for me, no offense. Um, but you know, like it should be your goal. You're like, Hey, maybe I would like to do this thing. You know, that, that that's always how it's happened with my clients. Like they come to me being like, I want to do a shoe or we're working together for a while. And they're like, Ooh, you know, I've kind of thought about doing this. What do you think? Um, and you know, then we can chat, chat about it more then. But yeah, I just, I've never told somebody you should do that because it's a big fucking commitment, all right? But again, shouldn't do one because everybody else is doing one um, and all that sort of stuff. And I say this because I've had a lot of, or I've heard a lot of stories from people who have done shoots just because they thought they should, um, either because they're a PT and they thought that they needed to, or like I said, a coach told them they should, um, and or even worse, and this is this is the real bad one, they, they thought that a prep would help them sort out their diet. Oh my God oh my God, I can't stress this enough, okay? And I'm going to talk about it more, but do not use a prep as like a band-aid for shitty adherence and crap lifestyle habits. Um, I'll get, like I said, I'm going to talk about this more soon, but like you need to have these things nailed. Like if you have a poor relationship with food, shitty habits, a prep is not going to be the right thing for you. And if anything, it's probably going to make, going to make it 10 times worse, either during the prep or on the back end. Um, and you know, if you do rush into it, you might you might find that it's not what you expected. Um, you might not enjoy the process. And that's why I'm going to try and kind of tell you exactly about the process today. But this should be something that you enjoy you know, it should be something that you do for you. Now, it's going to be hard. Like, it is challenging, but you shouldn't come away from it being like, ugh, that was horrific. I hate the gym. I hate fitness. Never doing that again. You know, like, you have to remember, it's a choice. Um, Dieting is always a choice, you know? Um, And I say that because you you don't need that person who starts complaining from fucking 10 weeks out about what they're having to do for their shoe prep when you're the one who committed to the goal and you're the one who said you wanted to get in shape, okay? Just remember that. Um, So, there's a lot of different reasons why you might decide you want to do a photo shoot. Um, you know, it could just be to challenge yourself in a way that you haven't before, you know, test your discipline, see what you can do, you know, push, push, push your limits. Um, you know, it could be a chance to push yourself outside your comfort zone. Um, you know, especially like building that confidence along the way, even when it comes to the shoot day in and of itself, you know, like getting in front of a, ca- getting in front of a camera in not that many clothes, <laughs> you know, it's scary. It is. Um, and it could be something that really, really bolsters that sense of like self-confidence and like, yeah, fuck yeah, I can do whatever I set my mind to. Um, it's also just a really nice, nice chance to like celebrate your body, you know, your hard work that you've done, you know, over the years uh, in and out of the gym. It's not just the prep, it's everything that goes before it. Again, I'm going to talk about that a bit more in a second, but you know, you could have been someone who's been training for years and you do just want to take things to the next level. Maybe you don't, you know, you don't want to compete, but you do want to do something that's going to push you just a little bit further. You want to test yourself and then you want to document it because then you're going to have the photos. <laughs> you could have the photos to look back on when you're old, you know. I tell you now, I'm def- definitely going to be printing my photo shoot pictures out and hanging them around the nursing home. And I'm going to be like, I look like that once. <laughs> that does not say a lot about me as a person. I'm joking, by the way, in case anybody didn't fucking pick up on that. Maybe. Am I? Am I? Am I though? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Anyway, another thing is any of my clients who do want to do a bodybuilding prep, I always say, let's do a photo shoot prep first to test the waters. All right. Because it's a slightly less extreme goal. And, um, you know, you can still get leaner than you've ever been. You can see how you enjoy the, how you, how, what the fuck did I say? Enjoy? 
what the hell how you enjoy <laughs> the process of prepping which is fucking difficult but you don't have the pressure of like getting up on stage at the end you're not going to be judged you know you don't have um you don't have a way that you need to look you know what i mean um and yeah it's just like it's a good way to test it without that like and, and also it's less ex- it's less expensive like if you're doing a bodybuilding prep there's way more expenses that go into that in terms of like the posing the heels the bikini the show day whereas like with a photo shoot prep obviously you're paying for the shoot which can be you know four or five hundred euro um and then like you know tan or whatever but it's a bit less expensive basically is what i'm saying um and you can see if you just enjoy that process like i said rigid dieting pushing yourself you know doing your steps doing your cardio doing your meal prep no slipping up complete adherence um and just a lot solidifying that prep routine that you'll need to have when a real prep does uh, roll around Um, and i've actually had some clients who came to me saying they wanted to compete i took them through a shoot prep and then it made them realize that they actually didn't really want to compete which that might sound like a bad thing like oh my god you turn those people off competing absolutely fucking not it's a really good thing if those girls had gone into a bodybuilding prep they would have fucking hated it they would have really suffered at the back end and they probably would have ruined their own relationship with fitness too so i'm just like thank god that we did that and and they, they like everybody who's done it and like decided not to compete has been very very thankful that i did suggest the shoot prep and um, they're like thank god i didn't commit to like a proper prep because it wouldn't have been a fun experience and yeah so that's just something to kind of keep in mind because yeah it would be really horrible to start a bodybuilding prep and like halfway through be like i fucking hate this um you know at least with the shoot prep like i said less pressure um and at the end of the day what i love about photo shoots is they the day is all about you all right it's a day to just be enjoyed be proud of your journey it's amazing because it's not like bodybuilding. Like I said, like you're not being judged. You know, you cannot lose. You're always going to win the day. There's no strangers like scoring you, comparing you to other people, marking you and telling you if you're good enough. And whenever I say that out loud, I'm like, bodybuilding is so fucked up, isn't it? It is. I know it is. I'm fully aware that bodybuilding is the weirdest fucking sport in the world. Love it though. But with a photo shoot prep, you don't have any of those negatives. You know what I mean? Like nobody is going to look at your photo shoot pictures and be like, you look shit. I mean, some people might, but they're arseholes. Uh, but like most people are going to be like, holy fuck, you look amazing. And I love that about photo shoots, you know? Um, and I much prefer, I will say like how I look, how I looked kind of photo shoot lean. So like I did a few shoots like a couple of weeks out from my shows um, and I would have classed the kind of condition I was in as like photo shoot lean, much nicer look than stage lean like when I was like I've said this before when I stage lean I looked like a fucking child a little skinny child but when I was kind of you know six to eight weeks out I still had like a bit of fullness but like I looked I look good I like it I love the look of photo shoot lean um anyway you also do get to decide the type of shoot you want to do so again like it can be it could be like more gym based um could be could be a little bit more steamy you know could be like a lingerie one um i did one of those that was actually my first photo shoot was if anybody knows um ak anna kelly she is incredible she's a photographer in the uk and she um she does a lot of fitness models but that's sort of like lingerie kind of style and oh my god i had the most fun and she's lovely she's such a fucking queen so friendly made me feel so comfortable um but so funny as well sorry i'm going on loads of tangents here I was doing it. It was in Manchester in a penthouse, <laughs> in a penthouse apartment in like this hotel and obviously like massive windows and stuff. And right across the way, there was builders and they were all standing on the balcony of their, their place, just staring. They weren't even pretending like they were just fully standing there watching me. And I'm in like my little, my little red lounge underwear fucking 
garter and stuff like that. I was like, please kill me. Eventually their manager, like he came up and he like signaled for us to close the curtains so that they get back to work. So that was fun. That was my first, that was my first photo shoot, but it was actually, it was so fun. And I love the pictures. Every time I look at them, I'm like, Jesus, I'm so fucking hot. <laughs> I don't look like that most of the time, but I look damn good in those pictures. Um, anyway. Anyway, like I said, there's a lot of different options, different looks you can bring on the day. It's a chance to just be a bit creative and kind of express yourself as well. You know, like obviously there's gym gals. We tend to spend a lot of time in leggings, sports bras, looking a little bit crusty dusty. Well, no, I do. Most like a lot of girls don't. I'm like, honestly, I'm so jealous of the girls who just look cute all the time when they go to the gym. Wouldn't be me. But obviously it's nice to just bring out a different side to you, you know, show it off. It feels sexy in a bit of a def- different way. Not that I don't feel sexy when I go to the gym and I look like a boy, but you know, it's a different, it's a different feeling. So that's kind of like why you might want to do a photo shoot, a few reasons why you might want to, and also a few reasons why you shouldn't, you know, um, or not even why you shouldn't, but re- things that are not reasons you should. I have not said that properly. Sorry, I'm on a roll today. I'm going to be gone. I'm gonna, okay, guys, full disclosure. The reason that I'm speaking so quickly and I seem a little bit erratic is the um, the, the clenbuterol that I'm taking. <laughs> I always speak like 100 miles an hour um, and I'm a little bit shaky, but it's fine. It's fine. Look, guys, I tell you everything. I, 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 t- I say way too much on this podcast. People are probably like, this girl's insane. Um, I am. Okay, anyway. What are the potential negatives of doing a photo shoot prep? Okay, what are the risks? Because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And you've probably heard of a few people who say that, you know, doing a shoot is the worst thing they ever did. It was super, super negative experience. They hated it. And it can be like that. But so can anything. Like any experience can be really shitty and negative if you're not going into it with the right motivation or the awareness of what it's going to entail. Like a fucking... I don't know. A birthday party can be a shitty experience if you're not sure what you're what to expect. I, that was a terrible, terrible, terrible example. Anyway, I do always want to be honest with people, make sure that they know exactly what they're getting into before they commit to a shoot prep because it can be quite extreme. All right, and with extreme dieting, you're going to have some risks, and I think you need to have a full understanding of the potential risks before you do commit to a prep so you can make an informed decision. Okay, now with a shoot, you always decide how lean you're going to get, right? And if you want to be fucking shredded, you want to have visible abs, potentially some striations, um, you know, in your delts or whatever, you kind of have to understand the risks that might come from that and how hard you might need to push yourself. I also do just want to say at this point, like, if you're someone who's kind of newish to training, maybe you've only been training a year or two, even if you diet for 16 weeks and you get fucking, and you have to push yourself really, really hard, you might not look as lean as you want to, um, especially if it's like the first time you've gotten lean, Okay just keep that in mind. You know, the people that you're seeing who do shoot preps and they look really fucking muscular, they've likely been training a long time long time, and they've probably done quite a few diets. So just keep that in mind, okay? Um, but, but, so for females, obviously extreme dieting, being in a state of a prolonged energy deficit, that can lead to irregular or even missed um, menstrual cycles. Now, personally, I don't think you should be getting that lean for a shoot that that happens, but like you can, I, I've had plenty of girls get in great condition without this happening, but the reality is some females are more prone to hormonal irregularities and this can happen even if you're not extreme dieting, even if you're just in a deficit for a while, like some females, myself included, naturally less resilient. So this means that when they experience stressors and that can be, you know, a mental stressor, a physical stressor, whatever, they're going to experience a suppression and signaling from the hypo- hypothalamus hypothalamus, hypothalamus, hypothalamus is really how I would say it, um, down to the ovaries, this is what causes that cycle to be lost, okay? So if someone does lose their cycle, obviously always should be a massive focus on regaining that as quickly as you can, post-shoot, but it can be something that happens and just to be aware of that, okay? Another thing, 
body dysmorphia okay this is something that we do we can experience especially during those extreme diets and it happens like it happens kind of at both ends so it can happen when you're dieting and you're sort of getting ready for the shoe and you just convince yourself you're not lean enough you know you're like I'm never gonna be ready and then of course the kicker is like when you look back at all your pictures like six months later you're like I was fucking shredded why was I thinking that but it is what it is and then you know you usually will be ready, of course, especially if you've got a good coach, but then it can also come up post you. So when you're kind of regaining weight and you're reversing, you kind of end up constantly looking back at your shoe pictures, comparing yourself to how you looked, thinking that you look shitty, even though you just look normal and you look the way that you have looked for years and years. But now because you've been that lean, like you've seen what it looks like, your brain wants to be there. Okay. Your brain will always compare yourself to that. And this is one of the hardest parts of bodybuilding, of being somebody who does do those sorts of diets. Like I, I, any bodybuilder will tell you this, like it can be hard to see see your body normal. I've spoken about this before. Like I would say it took me a full year, um, like to be like how I am now to like post prep to actually not want to look the way that I did when I was in prep, you know? Um, and I still have days where I'm like, oh God, remember when I had like a fucking two inch waist and veins going up my stomach, but obviously that's not how I normally look and I shouldn't look like that, but it's, it's hard when, when, when you've, you know, reached that new standard, you're going to want to get back there. Okay. And that's just, that's just part of it. So you have to understand that that could happen. Now I do have a whole podcast episode on post-show, post-diet, and I do 1 million percent recommend that you listen to that. If you're considering a prep, um, or like, or you are doing one right now, it's going to give you an idea of some of the emotions you might feel, or even the physiological things that might happen during the post-diet phase. So definitely go and listen to that. Um, it's more about like post-diets in general, but you can just take all of that and like multiply it by like five or 10 for post shoot prep and then you can multiply it by 100 for post competition prep um anyway this is why it's really important that you do the work on building you know good self-esteem good body image before you start to prep and that you help and that's going to help like you know just kind of mitigate some of these issues all right and especially 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 (laughs) oh my god girls if you have a poor relationship with food before you prep do not do a prep okay an extreme diet is not going to help if I have somebody come to me and they already are experiencing, you know, binge restrict cycles or they can't be adherent or they have dis- disordered um, thinking around food, I always say like either this is not the goal for you or we need to wait and we need to work on these things first, which we are not going to do in a diet. Okay. You can have a really bad rebound post shoot where you gain a lot of weight, like real, real quickly if you have a poor relationship with food, because you're probably going to fall into the, the trap of the kind of post show overeating slash binging. I was careful with that word. Um, and you know, like if you're not working on these things before you do a prep, these issues can be like much magnified. Um, that being said, even if you have no issues prior to your prep, you might experience some issues with food post shoot. Okay. Hunger levels are going to be super skewed. You're going to be, um, you're going to feel a little bit lost post shoot. So it's going to be harder for you to kind of stay adherent. So just to keep that in mind. Okay. And if you do think a prep is going to work as a band aid to improve your relationship with food or just to keep you, to get you consistent, it won't. And to be honest, it could probably make things a fuck ton worse. So before you even consider prepping, can you actually just stick to a diet? If you can't, don't, don't even think about it learn how to stick to a diet first, okay? Um, and the last word negative I want to talk about is burnout, okay? So obviously prep is it's extreme, you know, low food, high cardio, hard training. You can feel really fucking burned out after a prep. It's also very tunnel vision. So you're spending four or five, six months, however long, fixated on this goal for months on end. And once the shoot is done, you know, that andre- the adrenaline's like worn off. 
you can feel a little bit lost afterwards and um, you can be a little bit unsure of like what to do next and that's why post shoot you know set yourself some new goals whether they're strength goals or um fitness goals or just committing to like another building phase to keep yourself excited for the process um because i do see this quite a lot other things just to keep in mind is like if you're if this is your first time extreme dieting like you can be kind of not self-aware so you might do things like isolate yourself cut yourself off from your friends now look obviously you know you can't be going out every single weekend if you're on a photo shoot prep but you might be too scared to even go for coffee with people or like meet up with people and that can that cannot be good for you okay so like learning how to still be social even while sticking to your goals is really important okay and it's easier said than done and I've definitely gotten better at it over the years but that's just something to remember as well now obviously you can you know, mitigate or lower the potential risk of some of these um, negative consequences. If you've got a good coach, especially someone who's been through the process themselves, they've coached others through it so that they could understand how you're feeling at every step of the way. Like I always say to my girls, every single thought that you have, that you are thinking, every feeling that you're feeling, I promise you I've been there and I promise you I felt it at every single stage. Um, I know exactly what it's like and I also know that it passes you know if I have somebody who's really struggling post-shoot like say they you know they're struggling with food like I'll obviously support them as much as I can but I always say to them I promise this won't last forever like I promise I promise it won't and you just need to trust that this wave it's going to crash okay and I also won't ask clients to do things that I won't that I haven't done myself you know um I know what it's like to push yourself to the limits so I don't mind asking people to do that especially if they're willing to you know um so just an aside basically that's me saying I'm good <laughs> uh jokes no why do I say jokes when I like compliment myself 2024 we're being nice to ourselves okay so a good coach is also they should do their due diligence to like screen somebody before prep just to make sure they're you know they're in a good position they're, they're, they're able to commit to the extreme goal and another thing just to consider um if you do want to do a shoot prep is like just make sure it makes sense um at this time in your life especially you know like financially you know do you have the time to commit to it you know like you might not realize just how much of your life it's going to consume so like ask yourself do you have the time do you have the flexibility do you have the finances like i said photo shoots can be like 500 euro um and do you have the ability to commit to the goal like it's restrictive a prep is restrictive if you've got loads of holidays booked you've got loads of weddings you're going to you know fucking five hen parties it might not be the best time to book a shoot you know just just an idea um so that's the risks, the potential risks. Now let's get into the process. So what does a process, what is, what's the process of a prep? Like what does it actually look like? So it's essentially just an extended dieting phase. You're going to progressively decrease your calorie intake. You're going to progressively increase your calorie output. So steps cardio so that you lose body fat. Obviously we also want to make sure we're maintaining muscle mass as much as possible. So we're going to be prioritizing resistance training and, um, you know, keeping intensity high within our sessions so that you don't look skinny and small by the end, hopefully, obviously. And I suppose in general, the difference between a photo shoot prep and just like your general lifestyle diet would probably be like the adherence levels required and the length of the diet. So if you want to be like in extremely good condition, right? Like you want to be very, very lean. Maybe you want visible abs. You want really low body fat levels. You have to stick to the plan like pretty much 100% every single day. So all your food, all has to be weighed to the fucking gram. No extra bits, no extra bites, no cheat meals, no days off. Okay. Cardio every single day is ticked off. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you will be doing daily cardio, but if you have cardio that day, you're fucking doing it. Steps, you are not missing. If it says 10,000 steps, you're not doing 9,500. You're doing 10,000 steps. There's no deviations from the plan. You're fucking pushing yourself. Okay. That's the point. Um, by the end, like I said, you could be on daily cardio, could be doing resistance training sessions doing steps. These things take up time. So remember, make sure that you are going to have the time to dedicate to these things. Now, not everyone has to do this, like I said, but 
the reality is a lot of people will, you know, people who can get shredded with, you know, a lot of food and not much cardio are the exception to the rule, I promise. And the likelihood is you, my dear friend, are not the exception, especially if you're just going off the law of averages, you probably are going to have to push yourself, you know, um, you're probably going to have to push yourself hard in terms of how low your calories have to get, how high your hypo has to get. Um, and again, that's going to depend on even like your experience. You know, like I said, somebody who's carrying a lot of muscle mass and they've been training for a long time might not have to push themselves that hard. But if you're someone who's, like I said, kind of newer to training, you don't have a whole lot of muscle blast to support you, you could be on a thousand calories a day. And I know there's going to be coaches who are like, you should never be on less than 1500 calories. Bullshit. If you're a 45 kilo female and you want to get shredded, you're probably going to have to push yourself really fucking hard. And that is just the reality. And look, I used to be the coach who said, you shouldn't put people on less than 1200 calories. Oh my God. If somebody needs to be fucking leaner and there's a date they have to be leaner by and they're willing to do it, they're going to have to do it. That That is just the reality of it, okay? And I think telling people like, you should never have to go on calories this low. It's super bad for you. I think that's a bit irresponsible because some people are like, like I've met some fucking small girls. <laughs> some girls are tiny. This four foot 10 girl, she's going to have to not eat a lot if she wants to get in shape, all right? So that's just something to keep in mind. Also, you're probably going to have to sacrifice, you know, your nights out, going to the pub, meals you're not drinking during a prep just by the way probably not all right um you'll probably also have things like you know refeeds higher calorie days so like more carbs um you know and these are used to collect data ahead of peak week and help with managing diet fatigue as well again when it comes to like dieting practices in terms of like refeeds diet breaks and stuff i could do an entire podcast episode on that um but it's just to know, like, you're not just going to be, like, dieting, dieting, dieting the whole time. Like, you will probably have days of higher food, less cardio, just to kind of give your body a rest, give your mind a rest, and then kind of restart again. These are not cheat days, just to be very, very clear there. Not cheat days. They're carefully controlled increases in calories. The goal being, like, restore muscle fullness, help with training performance, that sort of stuff. I do also just want to say, obviously, I know there, I was like, you do not miss, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, if you're doing a photo shoot prep, if you're doing a photo shoot prep, right, and say something's on, like, say you do have a wedding to go to, right? Like you're a fucking adult and you can make your own decisions. If you decide to go and you decide to eat the food and drink the alcohol, you can. You just have to understand what the consequences of that are. You just have to understand that that might mean that that week you lose a little less body fat. And it might mean that by the end of your prep, you're a little bit less lean for the shoot. If you're happy with that, that's fine. So like I've had clients who have had like they've had holidays or they've gone away. And like I always say that to them. I'm like, look, do what you want. Just understand that every action you take has a consequence. And as long as you are happy and you are okay with that consequence, that is fine. It's not like a competition where you must be in condition by the date, okay? There is a bit less pressure. So that's, I just wanted to say that in case people are listening and they're like, oh my God, fuck that. Again, like you don't have to become like a complete social hermit, but you know, you're not going to be going out every single weekend getting locked for your photo shoot prep. All right. So all that being said though, kind of ties into this. You get to decide how lean you get, right? Like I always have a conversation with clients before prep, during prep. So I know how much they're willing to push and how lean they want to get. You know, sometimes I'll ask people like, Will you, can you send me some pictures of people in other photo shoots that maybe is like a similar condition to what you want to get to? Because then I know, I know what we're aiming for. Okay. And um, if we get to a point where I know somebody is going to need to be pushed pretty damn hard, I will ask them, are you willing to do this? Is that okay? And if that's what they want, I'm going to, I'm going to get them to do it. I, I ask them because I don't want people feeling like they're being forced. I don't want someone come from, coming away from a prep being like, Emma made me do twice a day cardio and eat 800 calories, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't make you. I mean, I did make you, but I did ask you if you were okay with that because I said, if you want 
X outcome, this is the action you are going to need to take to get there, unfortunately. Um, but at the end of the day, it is also my job to get someone to their goal. Someone says to me, hey, I want to be fucking shredded. I'm going to crack the whip and I'm going to get you to do things that you probably don't want to do, but you have to do, okay? Um, trust me. Like I said, I don't want girls. I, I would love if my girls could do like cardio three times a week and eat 2,000 calories. Not realistic, okay? If someone's willing to go to the extremes and I... I know that they're capable of it. I know that their minds can handle it and they are going to have the right support coming out. That's the main thing is like, if somebody is going to be pushing themselves that hard, you just need to be there post-shoot to help them navigate that. And you need to kind of say that to them as like, just, just be aware of like what this might mean. But you know, if we have to take these three measures, we're going to take these three measures. It's got to be done sometimes. But yeah, um, I generally don't think you need to get like stage lean for a photo shoot either. Don't think that's necessary. I don't think it looks very good either, but you do want to be pretty, pretty damn lean, which might require a lot of work. You know, if you're spending a lot of money on your shoot, probably want to be leaner than you've ever been before. That's going to require doing things you've never done before. Again, like I said at the start, you can do a shoot whenever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter what your body fat levels are, but if you want to be pushing yourself to the limits, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, I will often get asked how long a shoot prep should be. Um, and that's going to completely depend on your starting point, how much body fat you have to lose. You know, I'll generally say anywhere from like 15 to 20 weeks. I'd rather give it more time and be ready early than be, you know, chasing our tail at the end and having to go really fucking hard, really aggressive because you've still got loads to lose. Because if you have to do this, you know, you could potentially sacrifice training performance in the gym, could potentially risk losing muscle mass, which we don't want. We want you to have as much muscle as possible by the end. Um, I also always have clients like minimum three months of coaching with me beforehand, ideally even longer. This means that we can get them in a good position to prep, get their calories high, get their output low. Let's just spend time building muscle tissue. Like I said, that is crucial. There is no point in doing a photo shoot and a prep and an aggressive diet if you have like fuck all muscle mass because you are not going to look lean by the end we have to remember when we're thinking about being lean or being in condition that is a combination of your body fat levels being low whilst having enough muscle mass to carry that and to show definition like if you don't have muscle nothing's being defined it's just your fucking bones it's not a good look all right so if you want to show off your muscle they have to be there (laughs) in the first place so that pre-prep phase get a good routine in check the, the routine aspect is key as well. Like make sure you have that before prep starts. Um, I'll always use that time to like make sure a client's in a good place, that their adherence levels are good, their relationship with food is good. And yeah, like most of my, like most of my clients who do photo shoots are with me at least six months beforehand, probably, you know, like most of my girls who are doing shoots this year have been with me since like summer last year. And we've been spending time, you know, building up their food, building up their muscle so that by the time they do their shoot, they're going to look actually muscular and I don't take on clients just for prep I have done it once and I won't do it again um just because I just I don't want to okay I don't know anything about that person I don't know anything about their adherence levels what their habits are what their routines are like what their mind is like okay like at the end of the day like I said like you're pushing someone to the extremes you fucking want to know what their psychology is like and how they're going to respond um and you know like say if someone wants to do a photo shoot but they had like quite a lot of body fat to lose you'd want to break that up you know you'd probably want to do a diet and then you probably want to do a phase of maintenance and then you want to do a diet again and this is personally personally why I don't do things like photo shoot challenges I'm not shading coaches who do do whatever the fuck you want this is just me my values morals ethics like to me it it should be a long-term project like a photo shoot is a long-term project it's something you want to be ready to commit the time to um especially if you want the best outcome like the people like my clients who have looked the best at their shoots are also the ones that i've been working with the longest no fucking surprise okay so the longer you spend with a coach before prep the better all right um so that's just that's just like why i don't i don't just do people 
people's preps. Okay. I, I don't do it. I don't care if I lose, if I lose people because of that. Um, that's fine with me because like I said, my, my values are my values. But at this point, I just want to answer a question that I had about this because I put up a question box. So someone asked like, how do you know you're ready? So the person says, I've never done an intense prep before and I'm afraid I would fail. I'm very disciplined in my second diet at the moment, but I'm afraid my body wouldn't get in the correct condition needed for the shoot. And also if I'm too big still for a shoot. So with this, I do think like there's probably always going to be a bit of underlying fear that you won't be ready or you won't be able for a prep, but that's because you've never done it before. If you've never done something before, you're going to have a bit of imposter syndrome. You're going to have a little bit of fear. But if you've successfully dieted, that's pretty good evidence that you'd be able to do it. And just look at prep as like taking it up a notch. Okay. And like I said, every time you get lean and every time you get leaner than you've gotten before, um, your ability to get leaner gets better. Does that make sense? Like the first time I got like quote unquote lean in like 2019, if I look back now, I'm like, I wasn't, I wasn't that lean, but at the time I felt really lean, but getting to that position allowed me to kind of build the skills and the awareness and the understanding of how to get even leaner the next time. All right. In terms of worrying if like you're still too big for a shoot and stuff like that, then this person listening, I would definitely take advantage of the little offer that I'm going to give be giving at the end and you can get my exact opinion on this because again this is something that you should be able to ask somebody and they'll, they'll be able to tell you all right um so yeah whenever I am talking to a client about committing to a prep as well there's a few like green flags I'm going to look out for so the first thing is has this person been training for long enough to have a, enough muscle mass so that they're going to look lean you know by the end are their calories in a decent place um you know have they worked their calories up before prep or are they going to have to start a diet on 1200 calories, which probably isn't going to be all that fun by the end? Uh, do they have a good routine? You know, are they going to be able to fit everything in? You know, are they someone who just has a crazy stressful life and loads of shit going on? Are they going to be moving and their relationships in the gutter and all that sort of stuff? In which case, it might not be the best idea to do a prep. All right. Um, is their relationship with food pretty good? Um, do they have experience with dieting successfully before this? You know, if your very first diet is a photo shoot prep, uh, I probably wouldn't do that. Honestly, I, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Um, and finally, I said this before, I'm going to say it again. Don't use photo shoot prep as a band aid for shitty habits and poor adherence. If you have to do a shoot to get back on track, oh no, immediate red flag for me. No, you should enjoy eating well, training hard, having a good routine regardless like that should just be your life and then the shoot prep is just another step in the journey. It's just you know it's it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the thing that kickstarts it, okay, okay again, all my opinion sue me okay so let's talk about peak week if you've ever followed anyone who's done a photo shoot before you've probably heard about the magical peak week but the thing is there's not really that much magic about it i could do an entire podcast series never mind an episode on peaking strategies i have listened to hundreds of hours of podcast content youtubes about peaking and it's something like I said, i've done a lot of learning on i've done different courses and um, for any coaches listening to this j3u i would definitely recommend j3u and if you do do j3u use my discount code it is emma 10 okay to get yourself a little discount um but there's a lot in there about like peaking. It's more so for bodybuilding, but it all applies here. Um, like I said, I've done consoles, mentoring, got my own experiences, and there's so much information out there about peaking for shows. And when we look at peaking for shoots, it's kind of just a toned down version of that, I suppose, but it is a little bit different as well. So peak week, like it's just the week before the shoot, okay? It's the week where you get your physique looking its very best. But you have to remember the real work is done during the previous like 14 to 19 weeks of dieting or however long you've been prepping, okay? If you come into peak week and you are fat, peaking is not going to make a difference. Not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything, all right? Um, So just keep that in mind. There's a lot of myths about peak weeks. There's a lot of 
outdated practices still used, especially in places like Ireland where bodybuilding is like 20 years behind everywhere else. Um, you've got people doing things like cutting, cutting salt, adding salt, doing water loads, using diuretics, other stuff that just, it makes me cringe a bit when I hear about people doing this with girls who are like 25 years old and not even in show condition. Anyway, um, really the whole goal of Peak Week is just wash off fatigue, get your physique fresh, you know, when we are dieting and we've been in a very stressed state for a long time, which is what a deficit will do to us, your body's been pushing hard, your calories are low, your output's high, body's going to be stressed. It can potentially hold a little bit of water, okay? Um, you know, when we have increases in cortisol from that stress, we're going to experience increases in water retention. You can also be flat, okay? So you might have heard people say this, like, oh, I'm really flat today. Basically, we have to remember, like, when we look at the physiology of, like, your muscles, okay, there's your muscle cells, but then there's also glycogen. Glycogen is the stored form of carbohydrates, okay? And that's what gives muscles like their pop, okay? So if your muscle is like full of carbohydrates and that glycogen, they're going to push against the skin and they're going to look big and then they're going to look all like juicy and lovely. Now, if you're not eating many carbohydrates or you're just not, you're eating in a big deficit, so you're burning through all those stored carbohydrates, that muscle is going to look a little bit, it's going to look like a little bit like a deflated, deflated balloon, okay? It's not going to push out against the skin and you're actually not going to look as lean off the back of that, which is such a head fuck. Um, but this is something that you might, if you kind of follow competitors um, and you're kind of looking at them, especially when they're like really, really lean, they might not look that lean and then they do like a refeed day and suddenly they look like they've dropped 10 pounds and it's because they're fuller and they've dropped off all that kind of fatigue. I have a physique that's very sensitive to stress. And so for me, it was like, I knew if I looked really shit, it was probably just that I was flat. And then as soon as we refed, refed me, boom, I looked way better. Okay. So that's kind of like why um your body might not look its very best by the end of the diet, but this is why peaking can kind of bring it back to life, so to speak. All right. So during peak week, you're probably going to be lowering things like your cardio, your steps. This is going to help rest your legs, mitigate that fatigue again, help reduce any water retention from your legs. Also probably going to reduce training intensity a bit. So usually I'll start tapering cardio down anywhere from like 10 to seven days out if I can. Obviously it depends. If somebody's not ready, they're probably going to have to keep pushing until a little bit closer to the shoot. But if they're ready, we'll drop that cardio off probably get them to do a mix of things like devolume sessions um, or more pumpy style sessions for like the last workout. The reason for this is I want to be able to assess like how is their physique responding to that sort of like pump up style of movement that they'll probably do before the shoot. Okay. Um, you know, are they getting a pump or are they still flat? Do they need more carbs? That sort of stuff as well. Um, we're going to be increasing calories and usually primarily from carbohydrates, but if um, from fats as well, because we do need those intramuscular triglycerides, say that five times fast. Um, so yeah, an increase in carbohydrates to restore an increase in glycogen, but also an increase in intramuscular triglycerides. Also important for that like muscle full look. Going to look different for everybody though. Okay. Like how you peak is going to be individual to you. It's going to depend on data that you've collected during your refeeds throughout your diet. So some people, I've had some girls, they'll do their refeed days like earlier in the week and then they might have one or two days back down at baseline um, to kind of get their midsection tight, wash, wash off any water retention. I'll have some girls, some girls who will like reverse into the shoot. So they'll kind of linearly increase calories into the shoot, slowly kind of going up and up and up. I'll have some girls do like one or two high carb days right before it completely depends and this is why like when we do refeed when I do refeeds with clients I will have them check in with me every single day for like three or four days afterwards I'll even get them to check in with me in the morning and after they train so that I can assess what day do you look your best then I'm going to know what to do on peak week okay so again the goal of increasing carbs and food in general is restore muscle fullness look as muscular as you can on the day 
the only other difference I'll really do with food during this week is limiting veg intake for a day or two before um, just to keep their waist nice nice and tight. Now, not I'm not getting rid of vegetables because then you're not going to go to the bathroom and that's not going to be a good sign either. But, you know, I might say like, I oh, will just do like 100 grams of veggies per meal, something like that. Aside from that though, food sources will stay exactly the same as what they've had before. I'm not fucking giving someone a burger the night before. Like, look, I know some coaches, they love doing shit like that. Like, oh, it's a refeed. We'll add in a five guys. Fuck no too much variability there things need to be controlled in my opinion okay so yeah if you're being prepped by me you think you're gonna get burgers every week you're fucking not okay um but anyway peak week it's reactive all right you're gonna have like you're gonna have daily check-ins um so that you can continually adjust the plan depending on how your body is going to respond if your coach sends you a plan at one week out and they're like this is exactly what to do each day that is a red flag if they don't ever change it obviously i will give people a um what's what would be the word not potential plan. I don't know what the word is. You're probably listening to this and you know exactly what word I mean, but like, a pl- like, yeah, potential? No, potential is definitely not the word. Preemptive plan? I don't know. I will give people an idea of a plan, um, but I will change it as the days go on, okay? Um, because we will need to, depending on how they look. You know, they might need more food, they might need less food, that sort of stuff. But yeah, if they just give you a plan and they're like, just stick to this for the next week, bit of a red flag, because you can't always predict how someone's body's going to respond and you might need to make adjustments as you go. In terms of water and sodium salt, I don't do a whole lot aside from minimizing fluid intake on the day of the shoot to keep your midsection tight. So what I do here is like, I'll say to somebody, you know, in the morning, drink like your normal water for the first hour or two of the day, and then just move to sipping so that you keep going to the bathroom. Like you keep peeing the same way you normally would. Um, so then you're kind of going to flush out a little bit of water, but I don't think playing around massively with sodium and water is going to make a big difference here. Like it might make sense for a 300 pound male bodybuilder who's running like two grams of gear. But in my experience, it doesn't make a huge difference to the final look on the day. And if anything, it could just like make you look a little bit worse. And it could be, it could cause you a lot of stress. Do you know what I mean? Like peak week should be predictable. It should be stress-free. You know, I don't want people like walking around all week that like feeling like a water buffalo or, oh my God, I need to weigh out my salt. Like these sorts of things, they don't make a massive, massive difference. All right. Now, if here's the thing, right? Say if you are refeeding and you're having an increase in carbohydrates and you having more food, you're naturally probably going to put more salt on that food. And that is needed because we also need sodium to uptake carbohydrates into the muscle cells. And you'll also need more water alongside that. So again, if someone's at like having like twice as many carbs, I'll say, just make sure you're drinking enough water. Okay. But I don't, I'm not like, I've, I've done it once or twice with the water, the water loads, and I don't think it's made a fucking blind bit of difference. So now I don't do it. Now I say, just keep things consistent. Just keep things consistent. Again, these sort of like drastic changes during the peak week, it might make someone look 1% better. It also risks making them look 50% worse. And like, if you've done the work during your prep, peak week is just the cherry on top. I also like, I kind of feel like coaches get people to do all this crazy shit in the last week just to make them feel like they're doing something. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe, maybe people aren't going to like that I said that, but yeah, I just like, like, see when I peaked for my shows, like I never did any of this shit and I looked absolutely fucking fine and I don't think doing any of that shit would have made a difference. Um, so yeah, that's just my opinion. And again, I look at some people who disagree with that and that is fine. That is absolutely fine. But if you are, like I said, if you're coming into peak week and you've got too much body fat on you, no amount of peaking is going to make a difference, babes. It's not going to get you in a condition. You cannot peak a fat physique. And I know that sounds savage. And I know people are going to be like, I can't believe you just said that. It's fucking true. It is true. So, okay, we're nearly there, guys. Okay, so it's shoot day. You've done the prep. 
Peaky's been smashed. It's been stress-free. You look your best. What do we do during a photo shoot? Like, what does the day look like? What do I need to do beforehand? So a few things you want to keep in mind um, to make sure you look your best on the day, aside from like the peaking and stuff, but actually just like, you know, how, you know, in terms of like beauty, you look your best. Of course, you're going to look beautiful no matter what, my darling. But the first thing you want to do is start moisturizing daily, at least a week in advance. Shave everywhere so that your tan goes on well. This goes for men and women. You got to shave everywhere. When it comes to tan, I would usually recommend getting a spray tan. Ask for it to be as dark as possible. Tell them you're doing a photo shoot. Give me five layers. I don't care. Maybe five is a bit much, but it does want to be dark. Um, we want a dark tan so that you look leaner and more conditioned. So the dark, you probably like to see bodybuilders and be like, why the fuck do you have tan that's that dark on? And I know that's like excessively dark. Part of that is because the stage lights washes you out, but also the dark you are, the leaner you look. All right. Now I've done my own tan for shoots before um, and I've either used the Dripping Gold or Bella Mianta Ultra Dark Tan. Now, the Dripping Gold, I don't think they have Ultra Dark anymore. If they do, it's not as good. Um, the Bella Mianta one, I like that. But if you're not confident with your tan applying abilities, obviously I do my tan every single week, so it's no problem to me. But if you're not confident, then get a spray tan, okay? You could either get it done the day before or two days before your shoot, but just make sure that your hands and feet are done well and that they're not all splotchy because it's really hard for photographers to edit that out. Um, I go, I, I, I always like chat to them about that. They're like, I've had some disasters with tan. Like I know I was talking to um Stephen Black, so he's like the photographer that I would kind of go to the most with my clients and stuff. He was saying some guy showed up, only got like his body tanned, didn't get his face tanned. And Stephen was like, what the fuck? He's like, you can just edit it. And he was like, what the fuck? I can't just Photoshop your face different. So yeah. Make sure the tan is good. Um, if you're a girl or maybe you're a guy, you want to get your makeup done. I'm not here to fucking judge. Get it done by a makeup artist, someone that you trust, or you can do it yourself. I've personally always done my makeup myself, even for my shows, but I love doing my makeup and I know what I like, but you might be someone who wants to get it done by somebody else. I would usually say going for like a bit more of like a natural look, not like natural, but like you probably don't want like a fucking glitter cut grease, you know, full glam night out makeup. Maybe you do. If you do, that's fine. But you know, depending on the outfits, you might want something that's a little bit more toned down. Obviously, have a look at like different makeup artist pages, you know, pick a few looks and have something to show them if you're getting it done by makeup artist. I always just like a sort of like bronzy, sort of like goldy kind of eye, get my lashes done. I'm sorted. You know what I mean? Um, but on the day of the shoot as well, something you can do like before the shoot and throughout the shoot um, as you kind of sweat it off is apply a bit of a light layer of baby oil to your skin. So this does is it just like kind of gives you a bit of a sheen and um, makes you look even leaner sometimes. A lot of photographers, pretty much every photographer I shot with has their oil with them um, in the studio, um, but probably still a good idea to bring like a little bottle just in case. You don't need to like fucking coat yourself in it. Like you don't want to look like a fucking slimy fish. You don't want to look weird. Just a few drops on your hands, rub it together and then pat it onto the skin. I tend to be the oil applier <laughs> when I'm at shoots with my clients nothing will get you to know a girl better than just applying some baby oil to her bum but that's 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 the story for another day anyway so another thing then before the shoot this is what i personally do with clients again every coach is gonna be different some people might tell you to eat some jellies or eat some rice cakes fucking if you want to do that do that i don't care i usually just get people to drink like a pump-based pre-workout um so something like strom vascumax or if you got um hetero labs right on something that's a pump product something with nitric oxide um beta alanine glycerol those sorts of things this is just going to help to promote blood flow to the muscles and help you get a pump you might want to bring some resistance bands if the shoe isn't in a gym that's going to help you pump up as well or if you know if you are in a gym you can just use the weights there but keep it simple like lateral raises lat pull downs do some bicep curls stuff like that just to like you know get a pump drive blood to the muscle don't do don't pump up your legs 
Okay. And this is kind of like a common mistake I see people do. Like you could maybe do some like band kickbacks if you want a bit of a pump in your glutes, but don't do stuff like leg extensions and squats because actually you will just have like blurred the lines in your, in your quads. There's a reason people don't train legs for like five days before show. When you train legs, they don't look lean. You know, it's so funny. It's like one of the, the weird things about training legs. Like you'll train legs and you'll be like, oh my God, I've got such a sick pump. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, they're just like two sacks of water. <laughs> so yeah, don't do much with your legs. Just mo- mostly upper body stuff, rear delts, delts, front raises, all that sort of stuff. Do f- do for high reps. You're not going to failure. Just get blood into the muscle. Okay. Now, common question I asked by clients is how the fuck am I going to know how to pose? And this is a very fair question because most of us don't spend a lot of time walking around like when our backs arch and our arse sticking out. Um, You know, we're not tense in our legs and stuff, but if you've got a good photographer, they will help you. Okay. They will guide you. They will tell you exactly what to do, where to place your hands, your feet, your limbs, what to squeeze. They'll even remind you to like keep smiling. Um, And at first it probably will feel really overwhelming. Okay. Like you're like, how the fuck am I going to do all this? But the more you get into the shoot um, and the more the photographer gets to know your body and what works for you the more natural it becomes okay but like for example um like Stephen is incredible he will literally look at you be like do this 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 and this and it's like oh my god you look crazy you will feel like you look ridiculous like you'll be like there's no way this looks good it does trust me you need to be over posing um and it hurts just be prepared. You will, by the end, you'll be shaking. You'll be cramping. You will, you will be in so much pain. And the next day you'll have serious doms, serious doms. Okay. So yeah, just kind of keep that in mind. It's going to be, it's going to be tough and it's hard, but some photographers are shit. Like I've heard of some photographers who are like, okay, go ahead. And you're just like, what the fuck do I do? But, um, a good one will kind of help you and like let you know how to pose. Um, and then of course, the last thing to talk about is picking your outfits because this is one of the most fun parts of your photo shoot. You know, you get to curate the looks, you get to decide what sort of a vibe you want to go for with your photo shoot. Um, so what I would recommend doing is go on a few photographers pages and just start saving looks that people have that you like for inspiration. You want to think about the location as well. Take this into account. Like, are you, are you in a gym? Are you going to someone's studio where it's just backdrops? Are you going to a beach? Um, are you in a warehouse? You know, I've done, I've done like so many different locations. Again, I did like the penthouse, which was all like bedroom boudoir kind of stuff. So like you curate the outfits according to the location. Um, but my advice is always keep it simple. Okay. Like, at the end of the day, it's about your physique and you want outfits that are going to complement it. You don't want things that are going to hide it. If you're a coach and you want to use these images for marketing, probably want to have a few where you're wearing like gym-based outfits, you know, maybe like a matching matching shorts and sports bras, things like that, rather than it being all lingerie, you know, that would just be what I would recommend. You can have a mix though, um, but it could be a shoot that's purely for you. You might go a bit more risque. You can mix it up, you know. Um, I'm a big fan. One of my favorite kind of outfits Um or like type of outfits. So when I did my shoot, I did one in the desert in Las Vegas, which was so fun. Um, and I did all my outfits were just like high-waisted thongs, like pants, which I got, I got them in like Victoria's Secrets the night before, um, and either sports bras or like little bralettes and stuff like that. And I thought they were all really, really nice looks. Um, so yeah, that's one of my favorite things, but I'll usually advise clients, you know, have a few outfits, have multiple outfits, and then on the day you can decide, um, you know, the photographer might give you a hand once they've seen like the location, they can give you a bit more of an idea of like what you should go for. Um, obviously the length of the shoot is going to matter. So you do kind of want to take this into account. Like a good rule of thumb is if it's like a two hour shoot, I usually say about three to four outfits will do. Um, I usually start with the outfit that's like the least 
raunchy or the least out there because I'm usually a bit more nervous at the start and then by the time the shoe is wrapping up I feel more relaxed I'll kind of wear like the you know maybe I'll wear the underwear like the, the thong the bralette and stuff I've done I did one shoot where I did no top on to show off like my my back or like I had like my hair covering covering my nips um there was no tit at that point to be honest because I was I was competing but you know those sorts of things are fun all right um so yeah it's, it is it, it like that's one of my favorite parts about shoots is like picking all the outfits because you get to like decide what you want to wear so a few of my favorite places to get clothes for shoots would be lounge underwear they're always good because they have like their kind of more everyday sets but then they also have like the the nice like the lacy stuff as well Shein is a great place now I know Shein is obviously like the fucking epitome of fast fashion but for shoot stuff they are really good like obviously like you can get um like bikinis you can get bralettes you can get um bodysuits you can get like loads of cool accessories as well so i don't like to promote them but i will be honest i do buy stuff for shoots from Shein. oh polly is another great one their swimwear i've got i've worn a lot of their um swimwear and shoots i love muscle nation for like gym outfits for photo shoots i think they're like they've just got really cute sets athletes another good one as well obviously nike uh nike nike what are we saying gals nike i would always say nike i don't know why i said nike there nike for like whether it's just like a little top or shorts or whatever they can be handy as well asos is also a good place too um and asos is cool because you can create like boards and have like um you know like not even like a wish list but like a board for all your photo shoots and different looks okay so those are a few ideas there so few questions oh my god okay it's not taking me as long as i thought it was gonna take me but few questions so the first one is how do you deal with cravings on prep so again i think i have a whole podcast it's like a mini episode about like dealing with cravings but you just have to accept them as like part of the process curate your environment like don't have foods in the house that you're gonna crave don't look up food places don't don't search food porn don't watch fucking five thousand ten thousand calorie challenges don't watch cheat day videos the ability to surf the urge so understanding that a craving it kind of comes up into this crescendo where it feels very like unmanageable but it will crash whether you eat the food or not you can have a craving and you're not going to fucking die basically like it's just a feeling it's a temporary feeling that passes it's not going to kill you just sit with it and it it just let it go all right like you don't have to indulge in every craving that you get and like the more that you sit with them and let them pass the easier it gets and eventually you'll you'll be in a position where you don't have them but other things is like honestly eating the same thing every day just not thinking about what you're eating just following the plan eating at similar times every day um obviously you can use things like i like you know fucking a pepsi max or whatever um a coffee with sweetener but don't use all the like you know the fucking skinny sauces zero syrups and stuff like that i honestly think that makes cravings a hundred times worse okay someone asked would i let clients use clan or yahimbean my thoughts on these so when we look at yahimbean Yahimbean is technically uh, water approved, so it, you can use that in natural bodybuilding federation. So it's technically like a natural supplementation. I'm more inclined to prescribe this if it makes sense. You can only use yahimbean in a completely fasted state. So remember at the start, I was talking about growth hormone. If you have any sort of insulin response, it's blunt the effects same with the him being so some people cannot do that like some people they might have to train in the morning if someone has training fasted i am not going to get them to use a him being because i want them taking an eaa at that point okay that like at this point at that point like the muscle retention is more important to me than the potential two percent improvement that you might get from body fat loss from using a him being so if it's someone that can do their fasted cardio stay fasted for two to three hours afterwards perfect i will get them to take it um i don't mind obviously again if they're happy with it i'll explain what it is i'll explain how it works um clan is a bit of a it's a bit different i mean 
technically, technically, like the, the the similarities between humane and clan, they're they're very real. Like so, um, if we, when we look at clenbuterol, clenbuterol is like um, a beta adrenergic receptor agonist and yuhimbine is an alpha adrenergic receptor antagonist so they work by somewhat similar mechanisms clan like drives the sympathetic response and yuhimbine pretends prevents the suppression of the sympathetic response so actually they can be used together to give like an even better effect but like obviously clan is banned um in natural federations so there might be a bit more of a moral tie to it but actually the two drugs work very similarly they make you feel very similar one thing with you him being it can make you very anxious like i said clan can give you the shakes said at the start i'm fucking speaking ten thousand miles an hour that's what happens it increases your heart rate you feel a little bit more like on edge um with clan buterol if i've never told somebody to take it if someone comes to me and they ask about it if they are someone who one day wants to compete and they want to compete in a federation which is not tested okay i will say I don't mind. I will tell them exactly what to do. I will, you know, I will tell them how it works, what to expect, how to use it if they are potentially competing. And as long as they're potentially competing in untested federations, if it's someone who wants to one day compete in the WMBF, I'm obviously not going to fucking tell them to take land because then you can't do it. Okay. So yeah, I'm not like, obviously, you know, I used to be a natural, a natural athlete. So I was very like, oh my God, nobody can ever use these things. Um, once you kind of go to the dark, to the dark side, I think your morals change a little bit, but no, it's not that, but it's more so. I mean, I've taken it and it's fine. You know what I mean? I'm not saying take it, by the way. Please, 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 please. But I've never told somebody to take it. But if someone comes to me and they want to, I will give them all the information so that they can make an informed decision, okay? Um, I've had people who have asked me and I've said, right, absolutely fucking not. Like, no chance. Like, you're not using that because it's just not necessary. It's only if somebody is genuinely considering competing in the future and they want to try it that's fine okay but yeah i've never told somebody um but yeah thoughts on it like they're drugs they might work but they're not going to do the work for you same with all drugs someone asked when should i book a shoot so i'd say give yourself at least five or six months especially if you want a saturday because those days go very quickly like i've clients doing shoots in november and they've already got them booked and so the more time you give yourself the more likely you are to get a good time slot that suits you it's going to be location dependent as well like some photographers like for example i was come back to stephen black just because he's the guy that i he's he's my dude okay he has his studio but i think like once or twice a month he travels down to dublin so if you want to do your shoot in dublin you're gonna have to fucking get in with him quick because there's only so many time slots he's going to have, all right? Um, some photographers might have like less dates for a specific location. So if you want that location, you're going to need to book really early. Some depends on the photographer. Like some don't start taking bookings to like three, four months in advance. Um, Stephen used to be like that. But like I said, I've had clients book with him for November this year. So I think he's just taking bookings whenever. Um, and then someone did ask about photography that I recommend. So obviously Stephen Black. Now he is based up um, just outside Belfast, but he has his own studio with like gym equipment and stuff. So it's really nice because you're not kind of, you know, lying across the dumbbells in fucking West Side like you used to have to do. Um, Peter Bennett is another guy. He's up near Belfast. Also meant to be fabulous. Had a client do a shoot with him last year and the, the shots are gorgeous. In the UK, I have shot with Anna Kelly, like I said, she's amazing for a bit more of a lingerie shoot. Uh, done a shoot with Eddie Whitehead. He's also really, really good. He's just outside Manchester. He has his own studio too. So have a look at their pages. Like, see if you like their style. You know, some some photographers you might not like the style of shots. You might not like the edits. Um, in the UK, like there's there's honestly loads. Um, uh, who are like the big ones? I can't even remember. I can't like off the top of my head. My brain's not working. But if you want recommendations for photographers in specific areas you can always shoot me a message and I can like see if I can have a think about it. But anyway, 
that's the ones I recommend, especially in Ireland. Stephen Black. Stephen Black would always be the one that I would recommend going for. Uh, Ralph McKeown's meant to be pretty good as well, but I can attest Stephen's amazing. There's a reason all my clients go to him. He is incredible. Um, okay, that's it, guys. Oh my God, there you go. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got a bit of an insight into prepping for shoots, whether it's something you might actually want to do in the future. Like I said, I fucking love photo shoots. I love prepping girls for shoots. It's one of my favorite things to do. It can be an amazing goal if it's coming from the right place. And as a special thank you, like I said, I have a little, little offer for you. So um, I want to give a free no obligations physique assessment to the listeners of this podcast. So if you're someone who's thinking, "Mm, I'd love to do a photo shoot, but I don't know like if my body is ready, like if my physique is ready, I don't know if I would need more time spent building, would I be ready to prep, you know, and you just want my insight, I will give that to you. So if you click the link in the show notes, it's going to be the first link there. You'll be taken directly to my WhatsApp. You can send me a few progress pictures and I will let you know exactly what I think in terms of whether a prep would be the right thing for you. I'll give you a bit of a time frame. I'll say like, this might be when it would be achievable. You don't have to sign up with me or anything at all. I promise this is just a chance for you to get my opinion um, and to get, get a bit of an insight into what I would suggest. All right. But of course, obviously, if you have listened to this and you're like, I like this girl, I want to work with her. I want to do photo shoot. You can hit one of the links below. It can be like the second or third link and we can get started. We can have a chat. Like I said, the longer we have to work together, the better. Like if you want to do a shoot, even if you want to shoot in 2025, fucking start now. If you want to shoot at the end of the year, start now. Obviously, if you want to shoot in like June, I'm not fucking taking you on. I said that. I don't take people on just to prep. Sorry. Um, But yeah, that's it. Also, um, and look, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't really want to do photo shoots. It sounds, it sounds interesting, but I think I'm more of a lifestyle gal for now. I have my wonderful lifestyle coach, Zoe, and I will also leave a link for working with her down below. And it's her 21st birthday today, guys. So go and wish her a happy birthday. I can't believe she's only 21. I literally crying in almost 28. Um, anyway, that is it. Okay. So as always, if you did enjoy the show, don't forget to rate, review, follow, all that good stuff. Again, I'm really sorry that this week's episode is late once again. Maybe I should just say that my podcast is on Saturdays now and then if it comes on a Friday, that's like an extra treat. No, I'm joking. I Obviously, look, I'm sure you guys understand. I thought I was dying yesterday morning. So here we are. But share it on your stories. Tag me at emma.curvin if you found it handy and I will catch you in the next one. Okay. Love you. Bye.